Welcome to the Joywell Conversations, the podcast of The Joywell, created to inspire, amplify, and support Black and Brown women everywhere in living their joy out loud. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Joywell Conversations. Today, I have the pleasure of bringing to your listening ears a beautiful soul in the earth, one of my favorite people on the planet. She describes herself as a singer with a people and culture day job. She is passionate about finding about people finding space to be true to who they are. And after 40-something years of people-pleasing, she is finding ways to prioritize herself so that she can show up for others with more impact. Let me tell you how much we need that now. But more than all of that, she is a gift. We actually happened to meet in college, freshman year, and sang in one of the best collegiate acapella groups in the country, Talisman Acapella, at Stanford University. Go Cardinal! And with that, I want to thank you for gracing all of us with your voice and light. Cameron Hack, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Yay, I'm doing fabulously. It is literally a beautiful day in New York, even if I can only enjoy it from the inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how are you out where you are? Oh, well, it's supposed to rain all weekend. So Ooh. right now I've got my blinds closed. I'll probably open them soon because I do like the natural light coming in. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. All about that natural light. Oh, I feel yeah. you. How do you, I mean, in fact, with all of this stuff that's going on, like how do you even begin to to figure out what day of the week it is? Yeah. Like how do you keep that in mind? Right. It's challenging, <laughs> I tell you. I mean, the fact that I'm working Monday through Friday helps, but Ooh, mm-hmm, it's so mm-hmm. hard. Like I wake up on Tuesday and it feels like it should be Thursday. It should always be Thursday. It should always be right before the weekend. <laughs> so it's it's definitely been an adjustment. Um, oh but my gosh. I'm grateful to work for such an amazing company that is prioritizing the well-being of all of our employees. So it's it's good. It's it's definitely the best situation possible for for a time like this. I believe it. I believe it. Tell me about this place that you're working at that that prioritizes people and their well-being. Yes. Um, am I allowed to name the company? Yeah, I guess. I mean, you can if you want to. I think it'd be great for them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I work for Firewood Marketing. Um, it's a mm-hmm. digital marketing agency based in San Francisco with mm-hmm. offices in seven locations, I believe, four countries. Uh, from out here in the Bay Area all the way over to London and Dublin. Sweet. New York and Mexico City and Sandpoint, Idaho in between. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's a wonderful company. I've been there for almost two years now. And uh, it's like, you know, you know, when you start a new job and and you're all excited, Mm -hmm. oh, this is great. And then eventually you start to see what's under the hood and you're like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that hasn't happened. I mean, Firewood is definitely a solid, solid company that truly cares about its people. So I feel very lucky uh, to work for a company like this with leaders who care so much. Well, that's that's amazing because you literally are the director of people and culture. So I'm going to assume that that some of that well-being and prioritizing of people's, you know, how, how they are in the company and outside of the company mm-hmm. starts with you, right? Well, yeah, <laughs> that's mission number one right now um, <laughs> is for me to, you know, think about how we can support our people during this time. Um, we've come up with all kinds of things, including crowdsourcing ideas from our employees to find out what's huh. working for them. You know, a lot of people 
that I work with have families. So they're in a home now with you know, mm-hmm. their partner, possibly uh, with kids. Um, you know, I've been trying to hammer home the point to everybody that focusing on gratitude can be really helpful because, mm, yes. you, right? Yeah, not everyone has a job right now and not everyone yeah. is fortunate if they have a job to work for a company that cares so much. So I'm I'm happy to to support my colleagues in this way. Um, they're all such good people too. So it's really, mm-hmm. it's not hard to do. It's not hard to want to support these people. So we're doing things like morning meditations. We've got a, yes, yes. <laughs> it's pretty fun. There's a, a woman also who started a, an exercise club. So she's running virtual exercise classes. She and a couple other instructors. So yeah, that's yeah. me snapping in the background. <laughs> that is amazing. Yes. I'm loving it. It's good. And the founders are so lovely and they do these check-ins a couple times a week just mm-hmm. and drop in, you know, on our video conference platform and just say hi and, ask questions and connect. So we're all about connection and maintain. I mean, that's what, I mean, that's really what it's about, especially now. How do we maintain Mm. um, a level of connection that is meaningful while practicing social distancing, (laughs) you know, not it's, it's physical, but it doesn't have to be emotional distancing, but, but even, even the emotional distancing though, I feel like if you are in close quarters, so here in New York City, right, like very dense population city, right. it's like, you know, packing millions of people in a few square miles, mm. um, you you start feeling like, oh, I just, I need to get away from it all. I need to get away from it all and people right now, right. but you can't, you right. literally can't. Maybe you don't have a park outside your door like I do. Mm. Maybe there's other, you know, issues or constraints that you have to consider before you even move outside. Mm. What would you... What would you tell folks about addressing sort of this need to emotionally distance to protect yourself, but also to maintain some level of connectedness? And I know there are many ways to do it, but it's just, it would be interesting, director of people and culture, to to help us navigate this sort of crazy right now that we're dealing with. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's going to feel different for everyone. And I think it's just mm-hmm. important for people to check in with themselves in a really honest and authentic mm-hmm. way. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm talking on an hourly basis, you know, what do you need right now? Wow. I think about, you know, yeah. my father passed away a couple of years ago. It was the first mm-hmm. time I had lost people before, like grandparents, mm-hmm. but this was new for me, the feeling of losing a parent. And I just remember being unable to think more than two or three minutes ahead, you know? Um, and and I had to take care of myself. That was, I think, when my prioritizing myself started. Hmm. Was hmm. When my father passed away because I had no capacity to take care of anybody but myself at that time. Wow. And so wow. I bring that up just to say, you know, in this moment, which is really new and some people mm-hmm. are this as grief, you know, a loss, mm-hmm. of, freedom, yes. a loss of, of security, a loss of, you know, the certainty of the future, um, which we never really have anyway. But, you know, people, I think, feel like they have certainty about the future. And now we really just don't. Um, yeah. But I think that's why it's important to be honest with yourself. Take a minute to step away from it all. Just stop. Breathe and figure out what you need right now and give yourself permission to have it. Hmm. Huh. Woo. Say it again. <laughs> give 
children to have it. Yeah, like yes. you, know, you need to go, like, if, if you have a family at home, so I, I live alone, so I'm mm-hmm. speaking about this from experience necessarily, but just knowing people the way I know people, if you need to take 60 seconds to go stand in the bathroom away from normal and people do that, because you're not going to be any good for your partner or your child if, if you're not good with yourself. Yeah. It's just yeah. impossible. It is impossible. I mean, every one of us is, well, you know, all of us are out dealing with it differently, but in terms of traumatic events, mm-hmm. this is a traumatic, ever-changing, dynamic event that we don't see the end of. That's right. You know, like we, we're, we're wondering, like, when is this all going to end? And, and grief is a good word. You had mentioned that earlier, mourning, like that. It feels like you're, the rug has been pulled out from mm-hmm. under you. And, and so I think the, the advice that you're giving just makes so much sense that in this moment, it is really important to focus on our needs, like our mm-hmm. personal and individual needs, so that we can be present and available to others. If we're not present with ourselves first, mm-hmm. we cannot be present and available to others at That's all. Right. That's right. That's right. Wow. Well, you've been, you've been in the heart of Silicon Valley <laughs> for <laughs> at least the last decade or two, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure you must have... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say, yeah, it's been, I want to say it's been nine years. Wow. 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 Yeah, it's been nine. It's been nine years. What's the number one lesson you've learned from being <laughs> in the heart of it all? As a Black woman, mind mm. you, right? Like, as a Black woman who is an empath, who is compassionate, how has it been to be in that environment? What have you seen and what have you cultivated as your own way of making sure that you don't um, become overwhelmed by it, so to speak? Yeah, interesting. Um, you know, I think I had, you know, because you, you mentioned that we were in college together here yes. in the mm-hmm. Bay Area, and I feel like things are different now than they were then. Hmm. And maybe wow. because we were in college and we were kind of in this bubble and yes, everything seemed great and lovely and you know <laughs> felt like we, we had a place. I mean, it was the farm. It was it was amazing. <laughs> right? Yeah. That was a beautiful experience. <laughs> we had we had each other. We had our music. Yeah, and yeah. we had our community. And I think one yeah. thing that I found was difficult when I came here uh, mm-hmm. in terms of growing a community and being part of a company, uh, it just, it felt different. It didn't necessarily feel like the Bay Area I remembered from the mid to late 90s, you know? 90, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I and I don't know if that's just because, you know, here I am, I was in the second part of my career. I had done something completely different for many years and mm-hmm. I was joining corporate America again. And I think there was just so much that was different yeah, I felt like I was ta- I was being educated again, hmm. and so for a while I was just focused on that. You know, focused on learning technology, um, learning this Bay Area culture. Which, you know, I as a black woman, I I want to say I was the first black person at the company that I joined. Oh, okay, and it was a small company, so like right, um, right, you know. And I, if I'm wrong about that, I apologize, but I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. And <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> and, uh, when it's 
funny too, because I joke with some of my colleagues from back then about how the year I joined the company, uh, the very next January was the first time that company celebrated Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> wow. Wow. Look at that. You were changing hearts and minds just by being there. <laughs> a friend of mine said, hey, do you know oh, that Monday off? And I was like, I don't know. I said, but I can ask. I was the office manager, so I asked the founder. Okay, yeah. And one of the founders said, oh, yeah. He's like, you know, I don't know if we've taken that, but sure, you know, it makes sense. So... <laughs> you know, <laughs> It makes sense. Ladies and gentlemen, I, 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 wow. Give me a moment here. <laughs> and, and that's not to say there was anything wrong with Yeah, right. And it, it wasn't hard. I didn't have to fight for it. Like these were good right. people I was working for, right. you know. Um, but it was just funny that <laughs> in my mind, of course you get that day off, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like that for everyone. So anyways, I felt right. like there was a part of me, and I'm rambling here as I do. Um <laughs> There's a part of me that thinks I entered a new world that was not familiar with my community. Mm. Mm. And I'm not just talking mm. about the company I worked for. I'm talking about yeah. the environment, like the, the broader community. Yeah. You know, right. and, and it's, you know, we've, we've made progress, I think here, but I, there's mm -hmm. so much more to do. And, and nowadays, yeah. you know, a lot of companies are, investing in diversity and inclusion and equity yeah. and warming and all that stuff is wonderful. Um, I'm very fortunate again to, to work for a company that gets it. And, you know, we don't have to fight with leadership to, to make a case for this stuff. They, they right. get, they're on board. They always have been, that's who the company is, you know, at the heart. And so, um, again, it's, I don't know if that's common at other companies, mm -hmm. but, but I'm grateful to be in a space like that now, but I think my journey over the last nine years, you know, I, I've seen a lot of companies fail at that. Not that I work for a lot of companies, but I've just anecdotal right. friends of mine, you know, it, it's just, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. It's and completely it's a challenge. <laughs> yes. I, I completely, I completely hear you. It's a, it's a challenge in Silicon Valley. It's a challenge in the healthcare system. Um, mm -hmm. Just from a hospital clinical standpoint, um, how uh, a hospital system is run, mm -hmm. how our clinics are run, how the entire U.S. federal healthcare system mm -hmm. is uh, is run. Mm -hmm. All of it needs a little more insight into the communities that access the care that is being provided that have to pay for the care that is being provided. We could totally, we could totally do things better, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, we could talk, we could talk about that for ages. I, I do have one question though, on this DEI business, the diversity, yeah. equity, and inclusion stuff. Yeah. Um, it, what is a single thing a company could do to move forward? I'm not saying, be the miraculous be, um, standard, but at least to move forward in terms of addressing some of the issues that arise when you have folks from different backgrounds mm -hmm. coming together in an organization. Mm, interesting. Honestly, I think it starts with uh, making room in the budget. Yes. You know, and, and I say that just because, I mean, we've been working with these wonderful consultants um, you know, again, I didn't, we did not have to fight for this at all. Our founders were like, mm -hmm. yep, 
whatever you need, let's do it. Right, right, right. Um, and we, you know, I feel like our company has always been very inclusive and, you know, was founded by a couple, um, mm-hmm. a man and a woman, and the man is Mexican-American and um, his wife is white, but like they're, you know, a minority. So that's, that's mm-hmm. a good place to be starting from. Uh, mm-hmm. And they preach inclusivity from the very beginning. They preach authenticity and humility. And so it attracts a certain kind of person and it attracts diversity. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, but I, going back to the budget, like, yeah, for these consultants to do a deep dive into our culture to find out, you know, how inclusive are we really? What do we mm-hmm. need to be thinking more about? And, and often you don't have these experts in your company already because some of these mm-hmm. jobs are new. And again, budget isn't always available to have somebody with diversity, equity, and inclusion in their title. Um, and so sometimes you do, do need to go outside to bring in some experts to help you, you know, look in the mirror and say, okay, what are you doing well? What can you be doing better? Uh, and so you do need to, to invest. You need to invest in it. And that's where it started. There, that that I completely agree. And you brought back in that imagery of mirror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, there has to be a lot of self reflection and willingness to yes. look at and and not only assess but just come into agreement that what is is. Uh-huh. You know, like not try and sugarcoat it, not try and say, "Oh no, that's not really us," but really look at you know, where you are as a company or where you are as a person before beginning to address something for real. Right. Exactly. But I also, I, I, I'm just, I'm just thinking of the United States of America. I'm thinking of our 2016 election. I'm thinking of how our leadership on many different levels is addressing this, um, this pandemic. And I feel as if we, when I say we, I don't mean us individually because there are many us individuallys who get it, uh-huh. but that we at our core in this, in our society still aren't very willing to look in the right. mirror. And I'm, I'm praying, literally praying, looking at the sky right now that, yeah. you know, there is a shift in consciousness for us and that holding up the mirror and accepting what we see mm. is is how we begin to change what is happening, right. what is happening to us, for us, about us, that that some level of connection just mm-hmm. moves us forward. I, I don't I don't know, but I, I could wax poetic, but um, I'm going <laughs> to switch gears for a second. Hey there. I'm pausing the podcast right here to say, when this conversation was recorded, George Floyd was still alive. Many of us didn't know that Breonna Taylor had been murdered in her home by the police, and Richard Brooks hadn't fallen asleep at a Wendy's drive through yet. The anti-racism protests in the midst of a global pandemic here in the United States hadn't even begun. Now back to the podcast. But that DNA and where we are right now as human beings, as mm-hmm. individuals, um, requires, I feel like some of the very things you were talking about, it requires us investing <laughs> in mm. ourselves. If we really say that we are a priority, mm. we will have to take stock of what we have been prioritizing, what we have been investing in, in our own lives. Has it been other people Has, to the detriment of ourselves? Because I do not think there's anything wrong with investing in other people and being a humanitarian and being compassionate. 
Right. Um, but without regards for yourself, mm-hmm. without regards for your own well-being, again, and we said this earlier, it, um, yeah, you, you put yourself at a, at a disadvantage for real. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this conversation is about joy, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Three things that bring you joy in ranking order. Oof. In order. <laughs> Yikes. Yes. That's in ranking cool. order. Oh, depends on the day. Okay. Um, oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let me think for a moment. Well, I always think about my, my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say family, uh, you know, I'm talking about my mom and my brother specifically. Yeah. Uh, and you know them, and you know why I say that. <laughs> yes, yes, I love them. They're amazing. They're wonderful people. Wonderful people, and they bring me joy all the time. And you know, I'm not just mm-hmm. saying the relationships are perfect. Um, yeah. So that's one. Um, and you know, music mm-hmm. is key in my life. And I, <laughs> This morning, I, I, I got to share a little story with you. Uh-huh. Yeah, please. Um, so before I logged on to this to this call, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was having my morning coffee and I was looking. I have this old iPod that I have plugged in in the kitchen now in a speaker system. And uh, I was like, you know, I want to listen to some music. And I like all kinds of music. So I never really know what I need on a, you know, on a particular day or in a particular mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I did this thing where I closed my eyes and I was spinning the wheel, you know, the, the old iPod, right? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's now heavier than your cell phone. It's like... heavier than my cell phone. So I'm spinning it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop when I just, when I feel like stopping. So I did this three mm-hmm. times and I heard three songs that were just so perfect. And the first one was Days of Wine and Roses. And it was um, the version by Diana. Perfect for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was Diana Krall and Cassandra Wilson. Ah, uh, oh my gosh, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, my favorite jazz vocalist. Um, uh, and then the second one was, I think, Sean Paul's Get Busy. Yes! <laughs> I love how we go from, j- from jazz yes. to like Sean Paul. <laughs> And all this stuff, I've collected a lot of this music while I was working on cruise ships. Um, anyways, mm-hmm. I had a little dance party in my kitchen for four minutes. It was incredible. Yes. And then the third one was This Is It by Kenny Loggins. You know that song? Wait, This Is It? Yes. Na, 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 na. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I love that song. That is so old school. It's so old school. And the lyrics are just kind of incredible. Anyway. So I just- <laughs> <laughs> the universe sent me these three songs this morning. So that's why music. Yes, is, they did. Right? So music is mm-hmm. much joy because it's surprising. It is it is uh, healing. It's it's the message I need in the moment. So anyway, oh, so music. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and then. I'm going to make you sing on this. You know this, right? Uh-oh, yeah. I'm okay. Keep going. For y'all that don't know, this woman has an amazing voice. I kid you not. She is, yes. Anyway, you guys will hear it. I'm going to make sure that she sings at some point on this. You are a little biased. You know you're a little biased, right? (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) 
<laughs> I do not hold any prejudices or biases whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I am not human. <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> the the oh. third thing that brings you joy. The third thing has got to be uh-huh. um, my my friendships. I mean, just the friend I'm talking to right now. You know, I, I there are certain relationships that I have that are just so special and so, um, you know, they just fill you up, you know, that feeling. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I'm grateful every day, you know, for, for these relationships. So thank you for being in my life for gosh, half of it. Mm. And I, I think our relationship works because of mutual understanding, honesty, like transparency, all the things that you need, even within yourself, like, you know, (laughs) to be, to be a, um, a present person, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I, that's my opinion. I mean, you know, you might beg to differ, <laughs> but you know, like have there been any on your joy journey? Because I mean, the, the whole reason why we have these joy, well conversations is to talk about, you know, what impacts our joy, what supports it and what also, um, you know, presents a challenge along the way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have, or can you re- recollect a time where, you know, something happened or I, I don't know whether to you personally or just in social context that really impacted your joy and what did you do to, to gain some of that back? Mm. To speak generally, and mm-hmm. then I'll get a little specific, I find that my joy is impacted when I am somehow stifled when it comes to being able to express love Hmm. and, and uh, whether that's love of another person or love through music or love through, you know, what my, what my purpose is in life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, years and years ago when I got to a point at an old, old job, I'm talking like out of college job. um, Mm -hmm when all of a sudden I wasn't learning anymore and I felt like, wait, why am I doing this job? I'm supposed to be singing. This is when I moved to New York. And right. I, oh, I yes. Moved there to sing, right? I moved out there to yeah. that Broadway dream. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> but, but I found that I was, I was like, what am I doing? You know, and I was mm-hmm. having a hard time finding joy. So I quit and yeah. I was grateful to be in a position to do that. Um, and then, and so, and then the other thing I remember, you know, relationships, you know, romantic relationships. Yeah. Um, there have been a few, one in particular that I'm thinking of in this moment where it mm-hmm. cut short in a way that I wasn't expecting. Oh, wow. And I had given in what I had thought was so much love to this person. And then all of a sudden I was unable to give love to this person because he had decided mm. that he couldn't, you know, couldn't receive it, yeah. couldn't be in the relationship. Um, yeah. And I was crushed. Mm. I, mean, I feel like there were, I, I went days without feeling an ounce of joy. At least that's how I remember it. <sighs> right, right. I was desperate. I was curled up and sobbing on the couch. I just, I was, ugh. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. awful. It was ugh. awful. Yes, through it obviously, and I learned from it, and I don't regret any of it. Um, right, 
But when I think of a time when I could not feel joy, that was mm-hmm. that's one of those times. One of those times. Gosh. Yeah. So, so you're saying though, even in that moment, it was very difficult. You don't even remember like being able to say, okay, maybe, maybe if I just look at this or I just do that, it might mm-hmm. help me a little. Yeah. Nope. Couldn't do it. And it took uh, an experience that a mutual friend of ours. Mm-hmm. With, um, mm-hmm. to, to start the healing, uh, wow. you know, and uh, yeah, it, it wasn't until then that I was able to see any kind of relief. Yeah. 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 It really does take time. I mean, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of time. I'm, I mean, not that anybody gets over ever over um, losing a parent. I mean, Right. I don't think I've gotten over it. And it was, what, I don't know, 25 something years ago or so. Yeah. Um, but I do remember moments, not, <laughs> I, I do remember moments where it was like, maybe, maybe I can move forward. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just this, it's this slosh. Like one of the only memories I have of, and I don't even know if I could call it joy. Uh-huh. But I'll call it something that just gave, it gave me something different to think about. Was there was a woman who, um, a family friend, and just after my father passed, mm-hmm. um, her, she and her husband came by the house um, with food. And in mm. those days, those weeks, or at least a month and a half after, people would come every day with more food. I mean, there was nowhere to put this food. We are a Nigerian family. So, you know, we had a freezer and a fridge in the garage. There was literally nowhere else to put the food. Like it was just, there was just so much food, but she had brought some enchiladas. She's Mexican. Um, She's born and raised in Mexico and then married, um, married uh, a man from Jamaica, brought in some enchiladas and um, some tacos and Mexican sweet bread. Ooh. And that is what I remember, Mexican sweetbread all over our counter. Oh, and for whatever reason, like it's it I could not call it joy. Uh-huh. But it just the the colors. If you've ever seen you you know what you lived in LA, you know what Mexican sweetbread looks like. Exactly you know, you go about. into the bakery and you see the different colors, the yellows, the pinks, the browns, all of that. Amazing. To this day, whenever I see it. In a, in a shop. And right now, you know, I live in an area where there are a, a lot of Spanish speakers mm-hmm. um, or folks from the Caribbean, uh, whether it's Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, wherever. Like yeah. you can, you see this in the bakeries. And when I walk by, I'm just like, huh. Yeah, hmm. I remember that. Wow. And it is just it's a remembrance of, you know, like somebody, you know, being compassionate, being mm-hmm. kind, wanting to share a little bit of themselves during yeah. a very, you know, crazy, crazy period in our lives. I, I, I wouldn't even call it joy. That's very interesting. I can't call it joy. I, I would just say it helped me. It wasn't a distraction. It just helped me to see that there were still other things happening. Yes. What would you, what would you tell your younger self or even um, younger listeners or, or folks out there about cultivating joy and what joy really is um, hmm. in one's life? Huh. I think I would tell younger folks, including my younger self, uh, that 
joy is different for everyone. Mm -hmm. That joy can't necessarily be determined by some societal norm. Mm -hmm. Um, That joy comes from being true to yourself. And sometimes finding that true self within you takes time. Truth, girl. Right? It takes honest exploration. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah. I don't know, for me, there's a lot of joy in learning and listening and observing. Yeah. That's really important what you say, because in that exploration and observing, that curiosity mm-hmm. that you have of yourself, and you've mm-hmm. told this to me, it's to come at it without judgment. Yep. Because the judgment is going to zap the joy away quickly <laughs> with a quick, you know, <laughs> with a, yeah, just a violent quickness. Um, mm-hmm. So do you have a, a spiritual practice? And, you know, when I use the word spiritual, it could be in the religious context, but whatever it is that helps you to connect to yourself or to a higher power um, whatever you might call that higher power. Do you have a practice or a non-spiritual practice that, that you live out each day? Um, I would say I'm definitely not good about routine. Mm, mm-hmm. But I do have very, what I consider strong spiritual beliefs, uh, non-religious, definitely. Right. Um, one of the things is that I believe that we have a hand in creating our own reality. You know, and mm-hmm. focusing yeah. on the things that are negative or or judgmental or, you know, bad, for lack of a better word. Yeah. We're going to attract more of that stuff into our lives. And so I find it way more productive to think of good things and to think of the things I'm grateful for and to think, you know, about my family and my friends and to think about art and music you know, mm-hmm. and try to focus on those things when times get a little tough. Yeah. No, I, I, it's, it's focus on things that yeah. bring you joy. Be grateful for the things that, that you mm-hmm. have. It's it hard. hard. I'm just going to say it it's hard. Sad. It's super hard. You, you know, you know, the conversations that we had, oh my God, like, Wayne, I can't do this. Yes, you can. No, I can't. You know, like, it's yeah. just... Yeah. <laughs> Until you like you, until you focus or you stop and you say, wait, I can make a yes. different choice. Take a deep mm-hmm. breath. Okay, let's do something different. That it. <laughs> and that's all it is. And this is what I try to tell people. And when I say people, I'm including myself in that. Right. That right. We have choices when it comes to how we feel. <laughs> we, we can choose. And people yes. don't really understand that because I think we're, I don't know if we're, raised like this in society but we feel like sometimes that's mm-hmm. happening to us right like yeah, at us yeah. And we have no control Oof. and it's like why why am i so unlucky or why why did you right right me? like no stop just like you said stop, yeah breathe take a moment and just shift <laughs> and it doesn't take right it's like one tiny little shift at a time yeah you know yeah Oof. yeah and it literally doesn't take, it doesn't take but a second, <laughs> that, which is hard because it's like, wait, all I did yeah. was that in yeah. one second. Oh That's, you know. And it's tough when you're talking to, um, you know, smart people, right? Intellectuals who 
Yes. She really means me. And another loved one. We get in our way. We get in our own way. Yes, we do. Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. So we're about to get into our lightning round. So I have a bunch of questions that I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you and just whatever comes to mind, you know, like just share. This is, this is a way for us to, yeah. you know, um, learn a little bit more about you. All right. Your biggest joy. Family. Biggest joy zapper. Mm. <sighs> Judgment. Mm. <laughs> That was that was a very strong judgment. Did you just <laughs> in case y'all didn't know? Judgment. Okay? Don't do it. <laughs> Off limits. <laughs> Number one tip for maintaining a spiritual practice. Hmm. Give yourself permission. Dang, we have like the same brain. Okay. <laughs> Best moment of the day. Oh, sorry. Okay, let me repeat that again. <laughs> Cause that's it. Cause you know, it's not going to look perfect. Like, honestly, right? Like, like today, I just don't feel like doing hit exercises today. I don't feel like doing X, but you know what? I'm allowing myself to have that feeling. And when I need to, I will, I will give myself permission to do it anyway. So, all right. Best moment of the day. I would say right before the end of a work day. Hmm. Why is that? Well, it's kind of like that feeling of accomplishment. The things that you got done that day and you're about to shift into relaxation. Mm. That's, it's interesting because um, in in my own practice, Mm -hmm. and this is, is I guess, a non-spiritual, spiritual practice, whatever, Mm-hmm. I like to write down what I've accomplished in the day and and it's not and this is at the end of the day this is like before going to bed uh-huh. um and it's not and it's not so much about like well it's not so much just listing things I think it's because I am often judgy towards myself right mm-hmm. I'm not doing enough I'm not good enough I'm not and so I started doing this as a way to say wait a second only in the 12 hour period that you've been awake or the 15, 16, 17, whatever it is. Yeah. Look at what you've been able to do. You got up. (laughs) You know, you went for a walk, you know, you did something right. Like, and it's like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I did. I lived today. That's right. You know what I'm saying? I lived today. And so I love that. That's that you said that that's like the best moment of the day. You're right. In that moment, it's like, wait, I, I, I did something. Yeah. I lived. Yeah. And it's probably easier to say because I love my job. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, I acknowledge that. That might not. Right. Right. <laughs> right. But even even if you you hate your job or you don't even like being inside all the time. I mean, mm. just given the circumstances of now. Right. You are accomplishing something. You made dinner. You toasted yeah. bread. You hung out with your housemate or your child or something. You did something. And it's like, just give yourself a pat on the back. Yeah. Do that. Celebrate yourself. I, I think one of the videos that I just posted was about celebrate. You know, um, Lucille Clifton's poem, um, 
won't you celebrate with me? Oh, I love like, that. Like, there's something to do, right? Yeah. Like, you have to come celebrate with me. So, and, and if I don't have anybody around because we're in self-isolation, quarantining over here, I'm going to celebrate myself. That's right. And I'm going to, you know, like, say, like, okay, I, I, I did something. Yeah. Hey, I'm... I'm worthy of this pat on the back. And whether I give it to myself or not, I'm still worthy. But dagnabbit, let me remember that I am worthy and actually act on that worthiness, you know? That's right. Oh, I love that. I love that. Number one tip for maintaining calm during this pandemic. I say scream. What do you say? (laughs) I was going to say the exact opposite. (laughs) See, this is why our relationship has lasted so long. We complement each other so well. That's exactly. I was going to say, find moments of silence. Yes, yes, yes. Find moments of silence. She's right, y'all. And then scream. You need to scream. Scream. And yes. You in your moment of silence, what you need, right? Yes. Speak. Yes. That is it. Look, we are giving y'all therapeutic remedy right now. <laughs> that is it. That is it. All right. Favorite book. Favorite book. Ooh. Probably either Conversations with God. Ooh. Yes. I'm going to say that. That's the book I think that had the biggest impact on me. Conversations with God. You know, I didn't want to read that book as an Adventist, right? Like oh, I, I was know. never going to read that book, right? And um, Lisa, for you, Mm-mm. no, woo wee! I would have. Uh, the devil, <laughs> we are done. <laughs> conversations with God. What you talking about? And yet you're praying every day, but conversations with God, which right. is it's funny because it wasn't until I was in a very Pentecostal, apostolic, like speaking in tongues environment. Uh-huh. That that's that that book came back into my consciousness. I didn't still read it then. Favorite sports team? The LA Ducks. Raised in LA, like Southern California. Like we legit yeah. had everything. We had um the LA Kings for hockey. We had the LA Dodgers. You could even talk about the Cal um the California Angels or what did we call them? Oh, they were because they the, they're not that anymore. No, they're what are they now? Yeah, that's right. Because then they became Anna. Because they weren't. No, neither was I. Yeah, you know, and it was very different. It was very Disneyland. And I was like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) that's why, you know, the Mighty Ducks and all that. No, it's very, (laughs) you know, it's very different. (laughs) OC is very different from LA County. (laughs) Okay, does this bother you too when when you're talking to somebody like, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from LA. Oh, I'm from LA. I'm like, oh, where are you from? And they mentioned some city in Orange County. I'm like, Orange County. You're like, no. No, no, you're not. You need to say Orange County or the OC because guess what? Ever since the Real Housewives of Orange County came on, folks know what the OC is. <laughs> so claim it. Because <laughs> that is your place. You are not an That's animal. your place. Right? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. But yeah, we had the Rams, the Raiders, the Clippers, the ball yeah. teams, you know, <laughs> but the Lakers. So yeah, no, the Dodgers, yeah. the Dodgers as a kid for me definitely um, was the team. Like it, they were the only reason why I would watch baseball. I went to a yeah. couple of their games like live and was like, oh, yes. okay, baseball can be a thing. 
all the time when I was a kid. It was so much fun. Okay, something something this week that brought tears to your eyes or made you laugh out loud. I've been watching, re-watching Parks and Recreation. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, I know what it was. There's a scene, I don't even know what season it is. I think I'm on season four or five or something. Mm-hmm. And um, Aziz Ansari's character trying to woo Rashida's character, uh, Rashida Jones, um, he was trying to convince her to date him. And he made up this song and he Still. sang this song to her. And I was like laughing and crying. It was so funny to me. I rewound it and watched it five times. Uh, hilarious. Oh my gosh. Okay, I have to check that out. Um, favorite musical artist? I would say Ella Fitzgerald. I got to give a quick shout out though to my current, my favorite current artist, uh, India Ari. Ooh, yes. Everything that comes out of her mouth vocally. Mm. I love her. It's like she's speaking from my heart, which is crazy. Mm. So can you sing us a tune, Uh please? (laughs) Here we are. We we have mm-hmm. we we reached that point. <clears throat> Oy. I mean seriously. <laughs> All right. Please, uh, please, 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 please. Actually, this is the song I auditioned with uh, for Talisman. Oh my gosh! Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Believe that you can go home. Believe you can. Float on it, then click your heels three times if you believe, then you'll be there. Believe in yourself right from the start. Believe in the magic that's inside your heart. Believe all these things, not because I told you to. But believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, just believe in yourself. As I believe in you. A pleasure to have this conversation with you. You've been listening to the Joywell Conversations, a podcast for the Joywell. This episode was written and produced by Chisara Asimova with music by Kevin McLeod. A very special thank you to our guests, the incomparable Cameron Hack. And to all of you listening, remember, love joy, be joy, live joy well.